podcast carolina panthers podcast my name is steven and i am jerry and on this week's show we're going to look at a big signing for the panthers this week we'll go around the nfl look at some news and we'll preview the first preseason game against the bears so jerry let's uh let's talk about that big signing yeah trey boston got re-signed for three billion dollars for one year here former fourth round pick in 2014 draft I really like this. It kind of shored up that last remaining starting spot that was just a big hole. Yeah, free safety last year was not good for the Panthers. Um, I'm looking at some PFF pro football focus grades here. For 2018, Mike Adams graded out of 51. That is well below average. That's 83rd in the NFL at that position. And uh, Trey Boston actually graded out the top 20. Yeah, 24th uh, overall. You know... There's 32 teams in the league, so he's better than eight starting safeties in the league. You know, out of last year, uh, Eric Reed, Eric Reed graded out at a 66 and a half, which is above average, uh, 53rd in the league. But we got to give him a little bit of a pass. He came onto the team late, didn't really know the defense, and this year I expect a lot better things from him. Yeah, and he really kind of shorted up in the second half of the season right. after he got a little acclimated to the defense and everything right. i mean there, there's a reason why we resigned him this offseason absolutely and you know i'm a little curious as to why trey boston can't catch on anywhere permanently yeah he had a really good season with the chargers in 2017 five interceptions that was his career high he still did well in, with the cardinals like we said yet earlier with his pff grade uh not sure why i did hear a rumor that he was not the greatest locker room guy that he kind of butt heads with the coaching staff but mm. well maybe coming back to carolina somewhere he's comfortable where he started his career we've got some strong defensive leaders on the team um maybe that won't be such a problem and maybe but... he matured too a couple seasons away maybe he's kind of realizing it maybe he won't bump heads with the coaching staff as you much. feel like he probably could have gotten a little more money going elsewhere i know the giants were looking at him the pittsburgh uh, Steelers took a look at him so he seems to be excited to be back I know I'm excited to have him back oh yeah um, even last year he did he did well so uh, like we talked about with his PFF grade you know he was a very solid player in the NFL last year so and I really uh, like that we signed him now not later on they took a week right. they looked at Golden they took that Ross Cockrell in the back back there Obviously, they didn't feel comfortable with them starting. So I like bringing him in now. Go ahead and get him acclimated before week one. That way we don't have that catch-up that we were talking about Eric Reed earlier. Right. And you can't complain with one year, $3 million. And if he, he plays well, then you know maybe you re-sign him next year to a, a bit of a longer deal. He's only 26 years old, so exactly. he has yep. some time left. I was a little surprised when I looked at that to see that he had only been drafted in 2014. I, for some reason, I felt like he, he had been around a little longer than that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And, gosh, you know, Herney, who is this guy? Yeah, right? he's not the guy that was here last, his previous regime there. He's not. He is making really smart signings, doing a lot of these one-year deals for veterans. We like to see that. I mean, he's he's 
you know, read off the list of the folks that he signed this year. Well, so we're going to name off some of the big signings, not all the little guys sure. here. We got Gerald McCoy, big boy there. Huge I'm, signing, huge signing. Probably future Hall of Famer. Uh, Matt Paradis, I love that signing, especially when it happened. Ryan Cleo retired. We had a gaping hole in the middle of our own mm-hmm. line to protect Cam. That's the, I believe, the crown jewel of the of free agency for us was that guy. Oh yeah. Um, we re-signed Daryl Williams. I mean, it's a I know. Big deal. Yeah, he big was deal. injured last year, but I mean, right now on the depth chart, he's starting left tackle. Starting left tackle, and we didn't put too much into him. I think he was betting on himself a little bit to get more money, but with that injury, you know, I- I'm comfortable with the one-year deal from him. Another smart move from Herney. Yeah, uh, we also signed to Bruce Irvin, uh, former Seahawks linebacker. You know, kind of meshes well with the new three-four that we're running. Right. Yep. Good way to help incorporate and kind of help Brian Burns learn on the field. Yeah, a little veteran leadership there. And Chris Hogan, nice wide receiver. I mean, hopefully he can stay healthy and, you know, help produce. Chris Hogan, probably a good, you know, for uh, New England, he was a really good down-the-field guy. Um, let's hope that Cam can get it down the field to him this year. That's, of course, you know, as we talked about last last week, the big question with the Panthers this year. But, uh, yeah, a great, great offseason for Herney and surprising. Yeah, really am. I, I bang my fist on the desk every day when we re-signed Herney as the permanent GM. I was so upset. I remember. We, <laughs> we knew it was going to happen deep in our bones when Gettleman left. We knew that this was what was going to happen. Big friend of Jerry Richardson. Owner at the time of the Panthers, not anymore. I still think Herney has pictures of Richardson in compromising <laughs> positions, but that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, you know, he, he stepped away from the game a little bit, looked at his mistakes. He did some radio, looked at the looked at the game a little bit of a different way, and he's come back. And you know, I'm I'm really impressed. I, I've a hundred percent. And his draft last year was really good. He's always been a good drafter, especially yeah. in the first round. We we know that. That we knew we were getting that from him. So when he no came back. more Kelvin Benjamin draft picks, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> no more hog mollies, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you draft him so early? He was six five. You can't teach that. Six five. If he's over three hundred pounds, I want him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, good off season for Herney. For Herney, uh, excited about the Trey Boston signing. And um, we'll get we'll take a look at the the depth chart a little later on, but the Panthers are excited about Trey Boston too. So um, why don't we uh, let's take a little bit of a look around the NFL here? All right, let's go ahead and start off with a former Pro Bowl center Panther, Ryan Khalil, unretires mm-hmm. and goes to the Jets. Now there are eight point five four reasons why he unretired. <clears throat> I will admit to being miffed when I first heard this news. Um, Khalil, I really wanted to retire a Panther. I feel like he is the embodiment of the last, you know, 10 years of Panther football. Um, Great guy, nerd like me, you know, loves Star Wars, loves Marvel movies. He's just a really good guy. And... Even though we got Paradise, Paradise, whatever, however you pronounce that name, the we jury, can call him Paradise. I feel like out. he's going to be a Paradise on the O line for us. Exactly. Um, even though we got him, I still, you know, part of me was a little upset that he went to the Jets. But like you said, a lot of money, 
And he, he seems like he, around March, decided that maybe he wanted to play again. He had dropped a lot of weight. Uh, seems like he's gained some of that weight back. But I'm, ha- I'm happy. I'm happy for him that he's going to go make that money. I'm also happy we're not paying him that money. Sure. He's been injured quite a bit. And it was to that point where we're going to have to make that rough decision of, do you send him packing or do we continue right. to pay this guy and getting getting half a season right and he he was healthy last year um but he he was average last yeah. year i think i think the jets are getting a really good player i think it's a good move for the jets yeah. they had nobody they had uh, nobody he's a great locker room guy good solid veteran to help you know sam darnold out and that o-line out i i think they're gonna they're gonna be happy with that signing as long as he stays healthy he's he's making almost as much as paradise is this exactly. year so paradise what seven years younger yeah you laughing at me but i think it is paradise <laughs> are you sure i thought it was paradise i've heard it i've heard it i've heard him say paradise but okay i will go look his video up of where he announces his name and we'll, we'll try to make sure for the next episode paradise island next week on the <laughs> Mailmix podcast um, is that should be the O-Line's nickname, Paradise Island? Oh, I like it. Welcome <laughs> to Paradise. Have some t-shirts made. Ho- hopefully Cam is uh, considering them uh, Paradise Island yeah. this season. Also in the NFL news, Michael Thomas has ended his holdout and agreed to a five-year, $61 million extension. Well, $61 million guaranteed, but it, it's a $100 million deal. No, oh, yeah, sorry. Right, yeah. That's, that's a lot... It's a lot of money for a wide receiver. Million a year, especially for a team that has some a pretty tight cap. I don't know how they're pulling that off. They're gonna. They have only to, have they'll, a they'll, le- well, right now million. at least they have some time to to make those moves. But uh, I mean, he's worth it. I guess he's a great wide receiver. I you can't argue them signing him. He's a top five receiver in the game at the prime of his. He probably isn't even in his prime yet. What is he? Twenty four, something like that. Yeah, he's, he, young. he's young. Yeah, he he's that's a good signing for them. It's a lot of money. Uh, I was hoping that he'd hold out a little longer. You know, maybe past the first game that the Panthers played. We knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Eventually, they keep kicking the can down the road of like these big contracts and like all their signing bonuses. They have Kamara coming up. They have their star cornerback mm-hmm. coming up. It's going to be coming really, really well, tight. They are in win now mode. You oh, know, they have with, with Drew Brees at his age, you know they're they want to win this year. They want to win, yeah, they, and they have their window. They're in their window right now. So uh, yeah, but good. that window shuts quickly. <laughs> well, I'm happy for Michael Thomas. I like Michael Thomas as a a guy. I don't like yeah. playing against him, but I think he's a good guy. And he's, he's a, the new Julio Jones of the NFC South for me. Yeah, I don't like Julio Jones. See, I like Julio Jones. Well, except it, when he plays us. Right. Maybe that's why I don't like him. He's playing just too much. And speaking of the Falcons, first round pick with the 31st pick, they picked Caleb McCary, an offensive tackle. He just had heart surgery mm. last Wednesday. They say it went well, so that's good. I hope him all the best. Well yeah, wishes. Right. Um, Schefter reported that he missed it, missed six to eight weeks last time he had the same procedure in college. So this is a reoccurring issue with him. Kind of hope he does well but yeah um that puts that puts them into the season before he's back uh, he's gonna miss preseason games he's gonna miss training camp he's gonna be a little behind the eight ball but of Especially course his, as a rookie right of course of course his safety is 
you know his health is the number one concern so we wish him well as uh, and you know as well but um i'll be know. glad he's not on the field but i hope he health wise is 100 percent and gets healthy of course yeah we we don't ever wish anyone ill will here in terms of their life outside of football exactly everybody has a family and kids right um, also, Melvin Gordon declined a $10 million per year contract from the Chargers. They offered it to him. He said, no, I want out. Trade me. Well, he, we talked about it last week. He wants Le'Veon Bell money. He wants the money Le'Veon Bell wanted. He doesn't even want what Le'Veon Bell has now. He wants more than that. Um, I, I, I think he's he'll, he will settle for, he'll probably end up settling for like $12 million or something. Um, With who? Somebody will pay him that money. Really? I don't Somebody think so. Somebody will pay him that money. Um, you know, you and I were talking earlier. Foreman for the, the Texans. U- Texans. He got let go. I mean, they they've been kind of rumored to look, be looking at. They Melvin came out Gordon. and said they weren't interested. So that means they're a hundred percent interested. Exactly. Nobody's interested <laughs> until they're interested. We're not interested. Oh yeah. By the way, yesterday we signed him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, like we talked about last week, Melvin Gordon. You know he's a name and he's a very good running back, but uh, ten million dollars injury prone. He's also talked about the fact that he wants to reset the market for running backs. He wants to to prove that running backs are. He believes running backs are the second most important position on an NFL team, and he thinks they should be paid that way. I mean, to a certain extent, I agree with him, but the problem is finances don't agree with that. I think the NFL has. NFL teams have shown that they are perfectly willing to use a guy up and then draft another guy. And or just find a guy undrafted. Look at Philip Lindsay last year. Yeah. Well, the fact that Le'Veon Bell, arguably the best oh, yeah. running back that the league has seen in a while, you know, took him some time to find a team and get money that he was comfortable with, and it was less money than he wanted. I mean, if Le'Veon Bell can't get that kind of money, then Melvin Gordon is, you know, good luck. Yeah. I it makes me feel good re-signing CMC in a couple years with the, you know, 10 million or so, but yeah, it will if we can get him for that. I mean, you know, we got we might have to worry about a CMC holdout, you yeah. know, like we kind of discussed last year last week. Um I hope not. I hope that we can get a deal done. At this point I trust Herney. As weird as it is to say, you know, I trust Herney. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to uh the Panthers and Bears. They went ahead, the Panthers have went ahead and released their unofficial depth chart. A couple surprises, but for the most part, looks pretty solid where everybody expected. Yeah, um, unofficial in quotation marks, I think, because it was released by the team. So I don't know how unofficial <laughs> that is. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking at it right now. I mean, Kyle Allen shows up as the backup uh, right now for Cam. Which we kind of talked about was a possibility last week. Heineke is last on that depth chart, which we also I think thought Heineke's that that gone. was going to happen. Yeah, um, Will Greer, you know, of course, third right now. So, um, Cap Cameron Artis Payne currently the backup running back. And there's a surprise there at number three. We didn't even talk about him last week. Reggie Bonifon. Yeah, he's a second-year player out of Louisville. We released last year. Um, Undrafted guy out I of Louisville. S- I saw Jordan Scarlett showed up on the injury report today, so I'm not sure if that's why Bonifon has been moved up to third. But uh, 
you know, at this point in training camp, I think these backup to backup positions are very fluid. Um, I was hoping that someone would kind of jump out as far as running backs go to unseat cap as the backup to CMC, but it's still one week of training camp. Right. I'm, we're going into the first preseason game. Right. I mean, we can always have someone break out during the game. Let's hope that happens. Um, Trey Boston shows up as the starter at free safety. So that that shows you right there that they are that's what they signed him for. They oh, signed yeah. him to start. That's exactly what they signed him for. There was no question once originally we were planning on doing a free safety uh camp battle this week, but right. Trey Boston <laughs> uh went ahead and ended that uh, whole that. idea. Yeah. But uh, uh happy to see that. Um any other positions jump out at you um one thing i have heard recently actually past couple days the nickel cornerback position seems to be kind of growing in battle with javion elliott former bucks cornerback has really started taking that over that first team reps hmm okay yeah that was someone i was not expecting at all yeah i'm i've heard good things about him but i'm looking forward to watching the game thursday and seeing what he's all about yeah i mean he if He's been in the league. He knows what to do. I mean, if he's the nickel guy and that's what he's good at, great. Sure. I mean, uh, nickel's not going to be on the field every down, as we know. But, um, you know, another thing that kind of jumped out at me, Brian Burns, shown as the second teamer and outside linebacker, um, I have heard and seen that he has a legitimate shot at starting come week one of the regular season. Uh, Rivera said today that he has separated himself a little bit from Irvin and Addison. Um, so, again, really looking forward to seeing some of these rookies play Thursday night. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that on the depth chart, especially with the way Rivera... Right. He, I don't want to say he holds back rookies, but he holds them back. He doesn't like to play rookies as starters unless they're a cut above the rest of the guys. Right, and I think particularly on the defense which is his baby you know bruce Irvin. you're really gonna have to outplay bruce Irvin to to or, oh, yeah and mario addison as well so you know mario addison's been with the team for a while they're paying him some money so we'll see but uh brian burns good things good things about brian burns out of camp so um just kind of looking here i don't really see any other ones that jump out at me um the big thing i see is daryl williams starting a left tackle i mean going into this offseason and even when we started this offseason i was expecting taylor moton to play for the left tackle but that is not going at all how i expected he is he is firmly planted at right tackle with greg little and daryl williams fighting for that left tackle spot and from what it looks like is Daryl Williams has got a good solid head start. Well, I mean, if we get Daryl Williams of two years ago, then I'm very happy about that. I mean, he, you know, he was a Pro Bowl player, you know. Um, obviously, our our number one pick, Little, isn't looking great. Well, second round pick. but so, Well, yeah, second round. Number one tackle pick. Uh, but, yeah, second round pick overall. Little disappointing, I think, to see him where he is on the depth chart. Well, I'm okay if Williams gets a start and they can work with Little, kind of work him into it. Because Daryl Williams isn't going to play every snap. 
True. Taylor Bolton's not going to play over Steph. So maybe work him in occasionally. Hopefully he gets some, you know. Yeah, I guess personally I was hoping that he would just show up and show out. Superstar! He was going to be the guy. Oh, I mean, I wish that too, but unfortunately it doesn't look like that. And, and I agree with you, Moton, 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 Paradise, Moton, he looked really good last year, and year two from him, you expected to be even better, but, you know, right tackle, hey, we need a good right tackle too. Yeah, he can, every position he played last year, left tackle, right guard, mm-hmm. right tackle, he, he played great. Yeah. I feel like that's one of his best features is he played great all through that line except for center. So, great. We have one more star offensive player. Let's be honest. We need to protect Cam. Everything rides on Cam and his shoulder this year. So, keeping him upright will help us out. That offensive line will definitely be something worth looking at closely in the preseason. Uh, Last thing on the depth chart that I kind of noticed here was Torrey Smith. Looks like he's about fifth. He's fifth, yeah, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, it looks like he's battling Aldrick Robinson for that fifth spot. See, I think with the fifth spot at that point, I think you're going to be looking at special teamers. So I wouldn't be surprised like if Rashad Ross from the AFL kind of came out. Yeah, Rashad Ross is kind of the last man out right now, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, but he's a good kick returner and punt returner. He used to play for the Bears, I believe, mm-hmm. and was really good. I, no, he didn't get a Pro Bowl, but he... He has some good stats behind him. Then he was the number one AFL wide receiver for yeah. the short-lived AFL. <laughs> right, whatever <laughs> whatever that means. But, uh, yeah, he's showing up third on the depth chart in terms of punt returns right now, not even showing up on kick returns. So um, I'm sure we'll see him do some of that in the preseason. Again, this is an unofficial depth chart. So unofficial. Come Thursday, this may change a little bit. But um, I did not realize they listed uh, the punt returns back down there. I saw that um, Chris Hogan was doing some punt returning today in training camp. So could be just a precautionary thing, but uh, he did a little bit of that in uh, his previous stops as well. So, All right, well, let's go ahead and look at actually some things we should look at at the game, not just the depth chart. Um, the first stringers will probably only get a series or two, uh, with a few exceptions. Hopefully, Keekly does not play. Yeah, yeah I hope, uh, you know, we'd be perfectly fine with Keekly not playing. Rivera did come out and say that all four quarterbacks should play. Um, he obviously can change his mind at any time between now and Thursday, but I look forward to seeing Cam go out there and play a series, maybe chuck the ball downfield one time. Yeah, you know, three runs. Two runs and a pass, something like yeah. that. My, I mean, my biggest, the, the biggest thing that I look forward to seeing are the backup quarterbacks, really. For, for me, that I want to see what Will Greer looks like in a Panthers uniform. Um, and I, I'd really like to see him play with the... Ones? With the, well, you know, with the ones or the twos, the high twos, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't Alan know. is... Second, so right. I feel so like I, he uh, I feel like Allen will probably get out there and play whatever part of the first quarter Cam doesn't play, maybe a little into the second, and then you'll see you'll probably see Will Greer in the end of the second quarter, into the third quarter, with Heineke playing the fourth. Yeah, I personally want to see Curtis Samuel. 
Curtis Samuel has been balling out at camp. I want to see him ball out on somebody else's secondary for once. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel a little <laughs> nervous about our own secondary. Let's, yeah, let's see if our secondary, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe he just knows our secondary really well. Let's hope. Um, we'll go over a little bit of the Bears. So whenever the Bears have the ball and some of their things that they want to see, uh, they have a huge running back battle going on right now. Uh, they got rid of Jordan Howard in the offseason. Uh, they picked up David Montgomery in the third round from Iowa State. He looks to be the guy they're hoping yeah, wins so, the job. Right. So far, he's I think he's listed as their starter in their unofficial depth chart. Um, unofficial. You know, don't know much about the guy, but I'm excited to see, you know, any of these guys go up against our new look. 3-4 hybrid defense. So, you know, if they if David Montgomery looks good against our ones, then they might have found themselves a running back. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see how our 3-4 defense looks as well. And they've got a tackle, offensive tackle issue too. Um, they brought in TJ Clemmings to compete with Rashad Coward for that position. So hopefully we can see, I mean, hopefully we can abuse them. Make, that, make them question if they need to go sign another guy. Yeah, well... You know, they're also looking at some wide receivers. Uh, Marvin Hall has been balling out on in, at their training camps. He has been very impressive. Running, you know, they've always said that Chicago is the place that wide receivers go to die. So, you know, I <laughs> Kevin don't... Kevin White. Yeah, Kevin White, yeah. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, he flashed there, yeah. but never was oh. really a number one guy or the number one guy moose our own moose moose played there you i know, think he, he had went, a couple good seasons there with he went him. he went there to die you know <laughs> <laughs> not really not not to actually he is still die. up kicking and i hear him on the radio he occasionally is. so no but uh yeah they you know they always seem to have running or wide receiver issues there so uh we'll see you know they've got a, a nice young quarterback who Need somebody to throw the ball to. Need somebody to hand the ball off to. They're they're in a bit of a situation to where you know that defense is stout, but de- that the, offense is questions. They have a lot of questions on the offense, and they don't have hardly any questions on that defense. No, Khalil Mack is. I hope Khalil Mack does not play Thursday <laughs> night. <laughs> Do you think John Gruden regrets that trade? I think John Gruden was trying to establish himself a little bit i'm bigger than any of these players these guys are not gonna take advantage of me but i think if you got john gruden to sit down and talk for real how could he not how could he he's a premier pass rusher like he is the premier pass rusher yeah i mean he is he's kind of the face of that franchise right now oh yeah that trade completely changed the trajectory of that team yeah we'll we'll see what the raiders do this year i mean they got a lot of those draft picks that they picked this year. Um, I meant the Bears. I mean, they're oh, yeah. a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, they missed a field goal. If they didn't miss that field goal, they would have moved on. Right. Speaking of which, they have a kicking battle, so we can... I saw that as well. <laughs> I, I, I did not write that down as something to talk about because it's a kicker, but uh Hey, hey, sure. when your kicker misses a field goal to move on in the playoffs, that's a big deal. Go, go find a Bears fan and say, ask them if they want a kicker or not. Graham Gano listed as number one on the Panthers' death chart for kickers. Call me shocked. We do have Joey Sly as a, a, a little bit of a, a kicker competition for him. 
Remember last year, or the year before last, we had some kicker competition. Yeah, but we actually drafted Butker, and Gano that year, the year previous, really struggled. Butker, uh, I feel like Butker is going to be my lost love. You know, Even though Gano had an, ex- an incredible season the year that we actually lost Butker, Butker also had a great season and cost a lot less. and Was younger. Yeah, I younger. agree. Yeah. I when that happened, I was so upset. I didn't understand because they're like, they're basically even. Well, why not go with the cheaper, younger option? That just makes NFL sense. Right, yeah. Um, just real quick, one one more thing that I kind of want to look for against the Bears. I want to see what the secondary looks like. Um, like you mentioned, Samuel has just been destroying Bradbury in camp. Um, Jackson's looked pretty good, but with Trey Boston, kind of a new signing, and Eric Reed in coming into his first full year with the Panthers. I'm I'm really excited to look at what they're what they're going to look like against this Bears offense. Yeah, I am too. I really want to see. I really want to see DJ and Curtis. I I'm feeling really good about those two. So I hope my feelings aren't unfounded. I agree. Um, I think DJ is going to be. Uh, 1100 yards 10 touchdown guy this year I'm super excited about him Curtis Samuel I think has that ceiling as well I do too I I think he was held back the first year with injury then yet last year he had that heart issue so I'm and he looks so good in camp he does do you worry at all about the fact that our two starting wide receivers are both 5'11 and skinny little guys no not really. It's a different league. It's more spread out. You got to run like three, four wide receivers. You have Greg Olson or Ian Thomas, who's going to be the big guy. Then you have McCaffrey out of the backfield as a safety net. It is kind of funny how we went from two giants on the outside and Funches and you can't teach six five. <laughs> just another stark difference from Gettleman to Herney. But you yeah. also had the Bucks. I mean, look at the Bucks. They have, or they had at one point three guys that were six yeah, Mike four. Evans is a little bit different than well sure but they had you know what Safarian Jenkins and um who was the other big Vincent guy Vincent Jackson had there. Well, is he is he that tall yeah Vincent oh yeah Jackson. Vincent Jackson Vincent Jackson yeah I was thinking of the other Jackson um Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson. who got traded yeah. back to Philadelphia yeah yeah I was gonna say he he's not that tall but he is yeah um so yeah, uh, you know that's something to look at. That secondary. Um, gosh, I'm just excited. Uh, Panthers football is back. Panthers football Woo! is back. We are three point underdogs. <gasps> and if you're betting on the game, you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the over under is 38 for entertainment purposes only. A few years ago, someone who knew that I was a big Panther fan came up to me and asked me, "How do you feel about the Panthers losing the preseason game?" And I was like. Our first stringers won the battle there with like a fourteen point like win. Right, right. Yeah. Our four stringers, darn it. <laughs> I always laugh when people talk about preseason records because yeah. you remember that one year that the Lions went four and zero in the preseason, and then they lost every single regular season game. Yeah, preseason but, means a lot. Preseason means nothing, but it is a good gauge to see what our guys look at, where they are. And their progression in terms of from where they start in training camp, you know, and as we go into the preseason games, you know, the next couple of weeks, we'll see more from the starters. 
So, you know, it doesn't mean nothing. Record-wise, it means nothing. Yeah. So. You don't get a consolation prize or a preseason champ. <laughs> right. There's no trophy <laughs> for preseason champion. Uh, you know, we did have the Hall of Fame game over the, the since the last time we talked, and uh, I didn't watch. I, I never I, watched. I, I turned it on, but after about five minutes of watching, I, I couldn't watch it. I just can't watch other teams' preseason games. It, it, because it's horrible. It's, it's just not fun. That's why I didn't understand why everybody was all excited for it. I was like, look, I've been burned multiple times before. Three, four years in a row, I would be get all excited. Oh, football's back. And I would watch like the first half and then be like, oh, this is awful. Well, you're excited because it is the start of the NFL I mean, season. you get to see the bright, shiny uniforms. Yeah. But that's about it. Well, they were very shiny. <laughs> um, well, uh, any any other thoughts uh, you know, for the game coming up? Uh... No, not much. No. Just go Panthers. Go Panthers. Thank you for listening to Meow Mix Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast or email any questions or comments to meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. We will be back next Tuesday to talk about this preseason game. And every Tuesday during the preseason. Uh, during the regular season, we'll be looking at recording or actually having the shows out on Mondays and Fridays. So, talk to you later. Keep pounding. Keep pounding.